is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. And welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex in the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash drinking buddy for the next hour or so. Now, for those of you listening for the very first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex in the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. So this week, we have a season finale. We are at the end of season two, and we have an amazing guest for you, Jack Zulo. We'll be watching season two, episode 18, entitled X and the City. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos in the City or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, whatever, you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of other awesome podcasts, so head over to BoardwalkAudio.com to check them out. And if you like this show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. Yes, you just go to BoardwalkAudio.com slash Cosmos, click on the Amazon logo to the left, and start shopping. We'll also put a link in the show notes. Okay, everybody, enjoy the show. Cheers! All right, well, welcome to another episode of Cosmos and the City, the Sex and the City podcast. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 18, X and the City. And today I have a very special guest, Jack Zulo. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Clink. All right, Jack, tell us about yourself. I am an actor, a writer, I'm a human being, uh, I'm a filmmaker. Mm Mm-hmm. I grew up in New York, did the New York City bartender, you know, waiter, Mm -hmm. actor thing for a while. Nice. And I moved out here to Los Angeles about 11 and a half years ago, and I've been doing the drive around (laughs) for a job deal. I refused to wait tables or bartend out here. I just, I was like, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And yeah, I've been- Doing the thing. Doing the thing. Doing the thing (laughs) here in Los Angeles. So what is your background in Sex and the City? Well, my background in Sex in the City is when I was in New York, I was doing some background yes. <laughs> or ambient work or extra work or whatever you want to call it. And I did two episodes of background on Sex in the City. Both of them were a lot of fun for various reasons. And at the same time, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I wasn't a, I'm going to watch every episode of it, but I definitely caught a lot of them. Cool. I definitely saw the first movie. I skipped the second one. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and I I really thoroughly enjoyed this exploration of femininity in New York City, of powerful, strong femininity. Or I wouldn't even define it as that. I, I enjoyed it as the spectrum of femininity that you got to see in that. Very cool. Um, do you remember what the two episodes were? Uh, I do remember one of them. The other one, I'm going to be scanning the comments list on this podcast because I, I want to know what episode it is. 
I was on an episode in season five. Okay. Where Carrie crosses the country with Samantha by train to San Francisco to go see Big. Yes. I am on the train as part of a bachelor party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are? I am. Now, oh, man. Yeah. Now, we are in the bar car and they come walking in and it was hot. We shot this scene on the rail yard. There's a rail yard in Queens. So we were just in some building on a train car. Okay. Shooting, you know, and <laughs> moving with the camera as if we were on a train. That's so funny. And we did the shot so many times. And eventually I was so deep in focus or so deep in shot, I didn't even care anymore. And I was like, you know what? This time I'm looking right down the tube. And from deep in shot, if I remember correctly, from deep in shot, you actually see me like look at the camera. I spiked the camera, but it's so far away. It, it actually makes, makes it look like I guess I'm looking at the two two ladies because it was Samantha and Carrie. Yes. That was a lot of fun for more than that because I actually knew the makeup artist. Oh. And I didn't know she was the makeup artist on Sex in the City. And at lunch, you know, we were like, oh, we're talking. She's like, you should sit with me. You should sit with us. So I sat with makeup and uh, um, Sarah Jessica Parker sat with us. Wow. So I basically sat at a table with, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and That's makeup. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, how was she? Sweet. Really sweet. I mean, she was sitting with crew. So yeah. I think that says everything about somebody, an actor, usually when they sit with crew, they're they're usually very friendly. Otherwise, they don't sit with crew. And Kim wasn't around? She was. Oh. She wasn't there. She, uh, this, is, I, this is part of, this is the B story of oh. background jack work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was getting off the train. We were leaving the train, maybe for lunch, maybe for a, a different point. I forget. But me and her were leaving the train at the same time. And as we were stepping off, she turned to me and showed me, I think she was on the cover of Vanity Fair. She was on the cover of a magazine about like beauty at age 50 or whatever it was at the time. And she showed me the magazine cover and was like, <laughs> all excited. And I, I had a huge crush on Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Because for me, I grew up with the movie Mannequin. Yes. I love that movie. And I was so in love with her. And then and then also she was in Police Academy, which Mannequin was obviously for kids. But a couple of years later, obviously, I saw Police Academy. Mm-hmm. So in love with her. Porky's was a little bit before my time. I didn't see her in like a R-rated sex romp comedy. So I didn't have her in that viewpoint of me. I was like stars in my stars in my eyes, like little boy in love with Kim Cattrall. <laughs> so her turning to me and doing this, I was like, ah! and I just, I, I'm kind of proud at this because all I said was woman. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, like, that was my version of damn. Yeah. And I think in doing the one word delivery, I didn't make a jackass of myself. I didn't overstep the connection bounds of a stranger who's a celebrity at the time. Right. And I feel I feel happy and satisfied with that Kim Cattrall Jack Zulo interaction. Nice. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened with the other episode? The other episode, I don't remember which one it was per se. But if you describe it, I can probably tell you which one it is. Well, I could definitely describe it. We're at a cafe in the West Village. Okay. At this, we were Sixth Avenue, and an outdoor cafe. And I was playing my favorite 
role to play as an extra, a good-looking guy in love. Yeah. So I was at a, you know, I was at, <laughs> I was watching the episode today, and uh, when Carrie and Big are at that restaurant, and like you look at all the extras in the background having their conversations, like it was like that, that yeah. kind of scene. I was in one of those scenes. So Miranda was the focal point of the girls having lunch that day. And they were talking about, at this point, Miranda had the baby with Steve. Okay. But then they weren't together. And Steve had a girlfriend and everything was supposed to be nice. And Steve's girlfriend sent Miranda candles. And Mm. she was really like, I don't even know how to deal with that. I don't want candles from her, blah, blah, blah. And then Charlotte, that was when Charlotte was just going through the divorce and I think her lawyer, the, when she wound up sleeping with her lawyer. Uh, Harry. Harry, yeah. Harry, I think this was just before their relationship started where he was like walking by on the street and saw her. He was with some friends and he saw her and he popped in. So that was like the cafe meeting where Miranda's complaining about candles from her baby daddy's girlfriend. And Harry stops by and was like, hey, what's up to Charlotte? Nice. And I, Miranda, as she's complaining about the candles, leans forward, and there I am in background with a fork in my hand up here, you know, like 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 I'm holding the fork like it's a pencil or something, <laughs> and I'm smiling, playing good-looking guy in love. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. I hope to meet them one day in person, all the actresses. Well, Kim Cattrall was very sweet and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was adorable. I had a crush on, I had an adult crush on Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And it was before this, you know, every once in a while she'd like hop in my dreams. And I'm like, <laughs> why is Sarah Jessica Parker in my dream? You know, what is going on here? Like, um, and so meeting her was really, was really cool. Yeah. Uh, not like, I, I didn't have like a weird crush. It was just like, for some reason, I'm like, she is just so attractive. Yeah. Something about her. Yeah. It's just so like effervescent and luminescent. And to meet her was a pleasure. I've seen her like in person, but I I didn't get to meet her because I didn't buy $400 shoes to go meet her. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So she's part of like a buy $400 shoes, meet Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. Because she has a shoe line now. Okay. SJP. And to meet her, you had to buy a pair of her shoes. And like the cheapest pair was like, 250 and it was just like black ballet flats and okay. I was like I can't I can't do that I can't justify that <laughs> I probably just should have right because like what is $400 you know over the course of a lifetime right but it's fine yeah well let's talk about this episode sure. the season finale season two finale um it starts out with we're just gonna do a quick recap yeah sure um Carrie and Miranda are buying flowers at a flower shop yep I don't remember why they were. I, I that, that escaped me too. I think it was just a plot device. Yes. Maybe she was buying flowers for herself. Right. You know? <laughs> I highly doubt that. A $5 bouquet of flowers for, the, for herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, plot device uh, to run into Steve. Mm-hmm. And Look, Steve shows up. All handsome with, with his tank top on. <laughs> and his basketball. Bouncing a basketball. What a jerk. <laughs> he is a jerk. He is. And we'll talk about that. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, well, Miranda and Carrie, they just freak out and run away. Like they're Well, in Miranda school. freaks out and drags Carrie away because yes. Carrie wants to say, why are we running away? Yeah. Yeah. And Miranda runs away. Um, it's very crazy. Um, so then next scene, 
all the girls are just talking about being friends with exes. Are you friends with exes? Uh, I am on good, great terms with two exes, uh, one of whom she was a friend and we dated for three months and it was awkward and it didn't really work. And she went on to really live her best life and I'm so happy for her. <laughs> we don't talk. I don't like hit her up on Facebook. Like, hey, how are the twins? You know, but right. if life things came up, you know, she did one of those like midlife redirects mm. where she was doing something and she was unhappy doing it. And then she had like a life moment that like snapped her into place and she quit the hard job she was doing, found a nice Jewish boy, married him, started teaching kindergarten <laughs> and is happy as a lark, I would imagine. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, she was a probably the first really successful relationship I had. I was uh, leaving for LA or I was thinking about leaving for LA and I started dating this girl who had just moved to New York. Mm -hmm. She was a singer and she was auditioning for like the Pussycat Dolls. And, nice. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, I guess it was like a, a reality show audition. You know, it was like one of those around the corner oh. open call things. She had a tremendous voice. We were a great couple. I don't know if you've uh, you've ever had a relationship where you could work a room together mm -hmm. where somebody is working the room and you're working the room and then you come together and you're working the room together and you're having a great time together and then you're able to go off on your own. We had such a good, such a good energy and such a good kind of back and forth. And when I moved out to LA, she was like, well, I, I, I've done long distance before and I don't want to try that. And I understood. I was hurt, but I understood. Right. And we, I was hurt and I was like, meh. And I was like a little bit like, meh. And I bumped into her maybe like two months later randomly at a Starbucks in Union Square. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And we started talking and, and we just kept in contact. And nice. Yeah, she, um, you know, she actually came out here to LA and visited, not me specifically, but we wound up hanging out. And, you know, now she's back in North Carolina. She's singing still. She's making music. Every once in a while, she sings an anthem at a at a uh, sporting event. She's married and things seem to be going good for her. So we check in on each other every like once a year. That's nice. Yeah. So it can happen. It can happen. I've also been in situations where it just like ideally you wanted it to happen, but in this specific instance, I just love somebody and I did not want to break up. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where it's justifiable, like being dumped was justifiable, but you still feel they're wrong. Right. You know, yeah. where it's like, I love you though, you know, and I understand why you're breaking up with me, but you shouldn't. Yeah. But you have to let somebody go. And we tried being friends and I just, I was like, I'm in love with this person. I, I can't sit here and just pretend to be their friend because I am deeply in love with this person. So it, it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, I think that's what Carrie struggles with in this episode. I would agree with. I think she yeah. discovers that in this episode. Right. I think she is, and we probably could get to this, but yeah. she seems to be, you know, the put together, you know, powerful woman, successful career, 
And here she is being like, well, we broke up and that's okay. And I'm cool. And, you know, I'm going to make the first move and call him up. And, <laughs> and it goes so amazingly haywire. Yeah. It's, it's irking. Like, mm. it's just when she's on the phone with him, I'm just like, stop talking. Just yes. hang up quickly. Yes. Mistake. Um, but, yeah, she figures it out. What oh, she yeah. needs to do. I think so, yeah. Let's see. Let's go back. What? Um, oh, yeah. So Steve decides to come visit Miranda. Weird. Yes. Like showing up at, I mean, because they really weren't even boyfriend, girlfriend. Like they weren't serious. They were like together and then they broke up, right? Um, they were like, they didn't really have time to get super serious. It was the chemistry was there. They both cared a lot about each other, but they they just ended it before it could really go anywhere. But here's why to me Steve is a jerk. Okay. Because he broke up with her. Okay? People seem to forget that. He dumped her because she makes makes too much money. <laughs> that that was his reasoning. Well, I you know what's funny cuz I'll agree that Steve's a jerk. But it's really humanizing. He's very humanized. Mm-hmm. And in a way that we don't really see men humanized. He is, I mean, because when a woman makes a lot more than a man, a lot more. I mean, he's a bartender. She's a professional lawyer making money, like a power lawyer, yeah. you know? So that is a little bit emasculating. And yeah, in theory, but like, well, you shouldn't be emasculated. It's money. Who cares? But, you know, these stereotypes that we're raised with, I think his character is really one of those characters that is fleshed out in a way of like, we don't have to make him likable. We can make him human and he will be likable in that humanity. Yeah. I mean, because it's a weird move showing up at an ex that you dated for a couple of months and you decided it wasn't going to work because of this reason. And then you go there. And you're knocking on the door. Yeah. And then you're like, I hear you breathing. You know, it was like, it was like weird. It was like really weird. Yeah. Because it's like, he's saying like, why why did you run away? Like, it's me. Like, why can't we be friends? And she like gets upset and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I did that. But I'm like, yeah, you should have done that. Like, he dumped you. Like. Wait, so you think that running away from the guy? Well, no, I don't think she should have ran away like that because she should have played it cool. Right. You okay, know, so she should have played it yeah, cool. Yeah, she should have played it cool. But but, that, but her character is the cool. I mean, out of all the characters, she's the ice queen, right? Right. So to see her not play it cool, and also that's season two. So that's like a, that is a character reveal early on pretty much because that was like a six, six year, six season show. Or, yes, six yeah. season so I mean, that was a, maybe that's the first glimpse that we see into Miranda actually having, you know, a human soul. Well, we see it one other time earlier. Okay. In the first season, she like sees an, an another old ex, and she kind of does the same thing. Okay. So I think it's just like with guys that she really, really cares about. She just runs away like a crazy person. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, that was very endearing. Yes. Um. But if I was her, I would have played it cool. You would have played it cool? I, <laughs> yes. I, I liked the – I thought it was – it was like, no, don't do that. But 
to me that that shows more than I'm just, well, I mean, playing it cool. I don't know. I I've tried to play it cool with exes. I was crazy <laughs> about, and I'm like twitching, you know, I'm like, <laughs> my, my eyes are going and, and they're like, what's the matter with you? Why are you sweating? And I'm fine. Yeah. All good. All good. Um, but he does, he comes over to her house and it's just weird. And anyway, they decide to make like a dinner date. Mm-hmm. Danger. Yes, danger. Always dangerous. Because <laughs> enough time has passed that they've forgotten about everything. Of course. So it's all new again. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's talk about the stupid thing Charlotte's doing this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that is, I actually found it as far as, a, like, that's the D story, right? Right. And as far as the D, well, actually, technically, Samantha's really is the D story. That's true. But but for Charlotte, I liked it because it was like, it was just like, it was just keeping the pulse on her character and a reveal of who she is without, you know, and, and it did it, I think, very efficiently. But it was weird. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the big thing is... Um she, I guess, got thrown off her horse as a child. Right. Taddy. Taddy with the, the white spots <laughs> on his flank. Yes. And so now she's trying to get back into riding horses. I also think they brought in the horse to, uh, because they have like a whole horse analogy thing going on in this right. episode. Right. So it's connected to all other all the other storylines. Yes. Right. The horse. Yeah. And being tamed. Yes. So... It's still stupid. <laughs> it's just. Well, Charlotte, I feel like her character was the ancillary character to the to the three. I mean, like, what was she doing romantically at this point? Um. Well, I think we're about to meet Trey. Okay. I think he's coming up in the next couple episodes. So she is. So maybe this is a precursor to her being ready to date again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I literally think they say that in the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I agree with you. Cool. Um, Evidently, so do the writers. <laughs> also, uh, this is kind of skipping ahead, but when Carrie is in the stable, why is she wearing $300 shoes? I thought the same thing. <laughs> well, and she's getting mad about it. I'm like, but you knew where you were going. I think she's so discombobulated. And she's, I think that her character, the shoes are a comfort. So she's just like, I'm just going to wear my my gold, you know, st- my gold stilettos. I mean, she wore gold <laughs> stilettos to a stable. So I think I think it's just trying to highlight that those shoes are so out of place. She's so she feels so out of place right now. Right. That's right after the. That's after the lunch. That is after the lunch. Yeah, that's yeah. after the lunch. Okay, so we did jump ahead a little bit. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I just it, it's interesting that a pair of three hundred dollar gold stilettos is comfortable for Carrie. You know, it's interesting. The uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. shoes. Um, oh, let's talk about Samantha. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I think this is great. I really love uh, this whole little scene when she meets this guy. On the sidewalk? Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. whole like checking each other out. Mm-hmm. It's like, does that happen? It does. Uh, have you ever lived in New York City? I have. So you've never walked past someone on the street and be like, how, how, how? I don't think so. Not like that. On the, what about on the subway? Uh, have you ever been on the subway? But like, I mean, I mean, I know you are happily, happily. 
but like back in the day, living in New York, there wasn't like a moment on the subway where you were like, "Oh my goodness, you are handsome." I'm sure I probably did that, but I don't think I got it back. Oh, you've never had like a mutual flirt, flirty, flirty McGurdy? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I have, I have uh, in New York City where you run. Actually, I have a funny on the street story from New York City. I saw a girl from college who was attractive in college, but she was normal girl, attractive. She was a little. She had college weight on her. I don't want to say she was pleasantly plump even. She just had college weight on her. I saw her on 42nd Street by like 5th Avenue. She was wearing heels and she was in a power suit. And she was not in college anymore. And she was like thin. And she was so stunning that I didn't even say hello to her. What? Yeah. Yeah. why not? I was dumbfounded by her beauty. Because I was always, I always, I think I, I had always had a crush on her because she was like one of the, you know, the girls who are, oh, yes, of course you know one of the girls who's like, I'm just one of the guys. Like, yes. Yeah. So you, know, you know those, that type very well. I'm aware. Yeah. She was always that person and I had a crush on her, but, you know, I was young and I didn't, you know, when I had a crush on a girl, I didn't have to be like, hey, I have a crush on you and I'm normal. It would be like, humana, 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 humana. I, I am, it's going to be as weird as possible. <laughs> yes. Great. But yeah, so. So it's uh, probably best you didn't say anything. I was literally dumbfounded and floored. I was overwhelmed. And I don't think women in general realize this happens to guys. Like if, if we meet somebody who we're attracted to, we literally, it's like two by four to the head. We fall apart. Oh. Yeah. Well. Hopefully Terrence felt that way when he first saw me. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Um, yeah, so I don't even think we find out this guy's name. I, I don't think so either. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. When we got to it, I wanted to talk to you about that. But he was sweet. As far as like a walk-on random character, I really liked this scene because first off, the dude is gorgeous. I mean, yes, he's very cute. Little thinning on top. You see when they, they, he does one of these, and you see he's a little thinning on top. But like, gorgeous dude. Uh, when he takes off his clothes, he's like, I mean, a perfect body. He's probably like six foot two. Yeah, and he's got a huge. I mean, he's Mister Cocky. Right. Right. And they really flipped it on its. They really flipped it on its side, or or, or flipped it upside down because. Here's Samantha who's like, well, as you said, that, that they had this whole little thing on the street, uh, you know, where she, they looked at each other and then she immediately pulled over to look in the Prada window right. to give him a chance to double yes. back, which I thought was adorable and adorable that he took the cue because, you know, I never take the cues. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, what do you mean you liked me? You know, 20 years later. And so they come and they have that cute little back and forth. And then, you know, because they're both their game on, like, hey, I'm a power hitter. You know, they're like, I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And she's in that red dress, red shoes. Right. Woman in red, <laughs> trouble ahead is, is, <laughs> yeah. is what my friend Eric would say. Nice. And and then, you know, she does the old, like, even, like, unnecessarily puts the business card down the front right. of the dress. And I was like, where's it going, though? It's going to fall. Right. I was, I was thinking the same thing. There's no way unless she's, like, sweaty and hot, it's going stick, to stick to her. Yeah, because, like, the, she's not wearing, like, a bra or anything. I no. mean, no. No. That's no. Samantha. She's so, not. like, I don't know where it went. 
Um, but I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, that like all beat all the beats of that I thought were funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll come back to that. Uh, so Carrie, yes. So she calls Big. Natasha answers, and then she hangs up. Right. <laughs> and then realizes like, oh, caller ID. So she calls back, and then Big answers. Which I think is weird because wouldn't just Natasha answer again because she's still right there? I thought that was weird. I thought she was going to get Natasha again because uh, I hadn't seen the episode in years. Right. I thought it was weird that he's ironing, right? He was ironing? No, or- he was trying to open a bottle of wine. Oh, he was trying to open a bottle of wine, day drinking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's day drinking and, uh, with Natasha, who I just want to interject that Bridget Moynihan it has all, it keeps being portrayed like as the vapid – Empty, mm-hmm. you know, tall, oh, yeah. pretty girl, which I feel is unfair. Totally. Uh, I don't know if she's the greatest actress. Maybe that's why she's been cast as that multiple times. So many times. Uh, maybe that's why Tom Brady left her. <laughs> too soon? Is it too soon? Tom Brady was like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. and Because he's seen all the movies. He knows where it goes. He knows where it goes. <laughs> She's the girl that gets left. She got left in Serendipity. Yep, Serendipity. She got left in, uh, I guess, in this. Eventually, she is left. Yes. Uh, and I, I felt bad for her, so I just wanted to put that out there. Well, she gets murdered, right? No, she didn't get murdered. She gets she, she just dies in John Wick. She's the, the wife that oh, dies. I haven't seen John Wick. I've been longing to see Oh, that. well, thought, it, it happens like the first five minutes. I didn't right, learn anything for you. Right. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I do understand. I know he's single and he's got a puppy. I think the puppy But is, yeah, he, she was the wife. Right. And I'm I, like, they already killed her off? Yeah. Well, like, the movie just started. <laughs> maybe she's not a good actor. I don't know. I mean, she was decent in iRobot. She was an iRobot with, oh. uh, with she, you know, she she held her own as a as like a smart smart lab technician type. Yeah, I think she's great, but yeah, she just always gets that role as the the poor girl that gets left. And and I thought if 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 Carrie's like there's caller ID, right? That would insinuate that Natasha looked at caller ID, wouldn't it? Or no, I don't know, because wouldn't she pick up the phone again and be like, big, it's for you, you know, mm, something like that. Maybe that's what happened. Because, uh, I mean, who knows? Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe she she saw it, decided to answer it, and then hung up, called again. She was like, big, it's for you. Maybe, maybe. Because that, that that's could've... why she does that little walkthrough right, right, in the middle. Right. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they edited the scene. Maybe they just clipped it for time, you know, to get, to get the flow running of the show. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, they make a lunch date. And I kind of like the way Big's like, let's do lunch, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard, you know? It's, it's, it's you're jamming the transmission into another gear. Mm-hmm. And in theory, we all want to be like, yeah, it's cool. Let's hang out. We're friends. So I thought that was endearing too, watching him be completely nervous. Yeah. Because, I mean, unless you're a sociopath, you have feelings for somebody that you used to date. Right. Even if they're negative, you have feelings. Yeah. And so to see that and then the walk up for lunch <laughs> when he's just all goofy and she's <laughs> commenting on it. and Yeah. Because she looks gorgeous. Yeah. In that pink dress. Ugh. 
yeah, he didn't stand a chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can talk about the lunch. Um, I'm so glad they got alcohol because <laughs> otherwise, what I don't know how that lunch would have gone. It would have been awkward and be like, hmm, hmm. It would have been like what you wanted Miranda and Steve to be. That's what that lunch would have been over, right. over salads, over Cobb salad. Yes. And mineral water. Cobb salad and iced tea and mineral water. <laughs> and then it was Cosmo and scotch, which I thought was really cool. And it, I always like when people are defined by their drinks. Obviously, Cosmo's in the city. <laughs> Clink. Clink. <laughs> I always, I, I, I like that when you could just add... You just understand Big is the kind of guy who drinks scotch. And also they were relieved to have booze there. Yeah. And and I feel bad because the the conversation was going well until she decided to turn it to about Natasha. And that's where things go awry. Well, I don't ever think it's good to talk about the current, right? you know, I, I just, I, unless you're like fishing, I mean, if you're fishing, cause it seemed to me like she was fishing once that, once that happened. And also I loved her voiceover. Oh, this is how you make it work with drinks, <laughs> which I was like, yeah, that, that would make it work a little bit, but, but I, wouldn't it get dangerous then, you know? And yeah, that's exactly where it went. She was fishing. Totally. And then found out the answer and you know, big being a stupid guy, being like, oh, you want to be friends? Well, I'll be open and honest and tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that he told her about the engagement, but I don't know. I, I think I might have done it on the phone. Right, right. <laughs> not in person. Or not over drinks. Right. Because over sober salads, you could process that and swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> sober salads you could process. Drunken. We didn't even touch our salads. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw when that meal ended. Like their salads were untouched. Right. They were just having a liquid lunch. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably wasn't the best time to tell her. I can't believe though that I can't believe it either that he got engaged to her. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of times when we leave one relationship and then we're in another one. We see all the mistakes we made, like while we're succeeding in that next relationship, right. we see all the mistakes we made in our prior relationship because let's face it, relationships are learning experiences. Now, we could cho- choose to learn together forever or we wind up getting to a point where we break and then our paths separate, but the learning process for our, hopefully for ourselves continues to go along. And I know in relationship to relationship, I, I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is working now and and it didn't work then with that person, but it's because I was unwilling to do this or she was unwilling to do that. And maybe he just realized what he lost in Carrie and wound up having something I think that he gets to in the end that's easier. Right. She's simple. The simple girl. Yeah. And let me tell you, like life is complicated. So a lot of times the the woman who's very complicated winds up becoming like, oh, like how do I handle the complexities of life? And then I come home from that and then I have the complexities of a relationship that it's, it's super complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Or um, I've sometimes I call myself the practice girlfriend 
where <laughs> I know that phrase. That's a Family Guy phrase. Is it? Yeah, that's uh, that oh. definitely came up in Family Guy once. Yeah, because it just seemed like you know I would date a guy for a long time and then we'd break up and then the very next relationship that guy had lasted forever or at least another really long time. Yeah, and I want you know why wasn't it me? That is always a difficult question to answer. <laughs> I can tell you that I am, I was the guy who I would make out with somebody or hook up with them. And then, you know, four or five months later, they'd start dating my friend. And then Aww. they'd be dating my friend forever. I was always, because I guess I portrayed, my defense mechanism was always portraying myself as a, like, I'm a bad boy. I was like, there's four people I learned love from. They are... Jack Tripper, <laughs> Forrest Gump, Daryl Van Horn, and oh, there's five people. And, you know, Wesley from Princess Bride. Oh, nice. And then the dude from Grease 2. The dude did, from Grease 2. Did you ever see? I did. Grease yeah, Michelle so, Pfeiffer. Right, Michelle Pfeiffer. So, so the, her like love interest in that he was like this sweet, nice guy who was getting, you know, steamrolled by all the ladies. Right. So he had to reinvent himself as a tough guy, mysterious bad boy with a helmet on. So I feel like that's what I used to do. So I was a tough guy, you know, mysterious, you know, you know, with like a big teddy bear underneath. So I was the, the, the bad boy that girls would go after. And then they're like, okay, I'm done with the bad boy. I need a, so I was the practice bad boy for the girls to bounce off to find the nice guy. Nice. Uh, generally speaking. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a bad boy. Well, I, I used to be. Now I'm just a big <laughs> lump of, a, lip, a big lump of mush. Oh, let's see. Where are we? We talked about the lunch. Yes. We talked about, um, well, let's talk about Charlotte. So Charlotte, she tried to get onto the horse, freaked out, left the stable. And the guy said as she left, you already paid, which says a lot about Charlotte. <laughs> Yes, yeah, because she, you know, works at a gallery that must pay her a lot of money. I, I just feel like for her, she doesn't like have a, she doesn't have like this sense of the value of money. It's kind of like Charlotte always seemed to be living in fantasy land. Yes. So Charlotte's the kind of person who I paid for something, but I'm gone, you know. Yeah. I, I also think Charlotte came from like a, a well-off family. Right. I don't think she's ever had to like worry about money. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, but then she goes back to try again, mm -hmm. and she just, like, walks the horse around Central Park and finally decides to get on the horse, and and she's doing it. She's moving on to the next part of her life. Yeah. No, she walks the horse around. I think it's an older kind of— Yeah, it had a name. I can't remember its name, though. I uh, just remember Taddy. Right, right. Table Taddy. <laughs> we, we got, we, that got drilled into our head. Yes. Taddy. But— and then, and then she's walking the horse around, and then she gets on the horse, and it's like, hi-ho, Silver, away. And she, like, literally rides off very fast for what Central Park is. You're not supposed to do that at Central Park, basically. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, which I thought it was cool. Little background work. One of the joggers coming under the bridge, like, looks at the horse running so fast. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He'd be like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, why is that happening? Why is this person racing off at a three-quarter stride? I mean, I wonder if that was, if, I mean, probably wasn't supposed to be. 
What do you mean? I mean, the horse probably wasn't supposed to go that fast. Like, maybe it just kind of took her off, and they were like, just keep shooting. Well, I, I doubt that was Charlotte. They cut away. That was that was, um, that was was definitely a, a double. Oh, okay. R- riding a horse in Central Park, yeah. I'm sure, th- I'm sure they used a double. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, let's see. So Carrie blows up a big... We talked about that. I do like the whole stare because, like, when Big got to the lunch, like, he tripped going up the stairs. Right. And then she tripped going down the stairs. <laughs> yes. And then she's like, these stairs are dangerous. <laughs> and then there's, like, some random, like, even after she's already gone, there's, like, some random, like, dish that falls mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a train wreck. I think it's funny because she staggers on the stairs that he staggered and then she's that was when her voiceover was going. It's good to see that he's nervous. Like the comment was like, as an ex-girlfriend that he dumped, it makes me feel, I don't know. Smug. Smug, yeah. Like, yeah. And so it was kind of funny that it boomeranged right back around on, on her. I mean, the writing obviously was terrific. It was, you know. Yeah. It was, it was a, a very well-produced show on, on all levels. Um, oh, let's go back to yeah. uh, Stephen and Mar- Stephen. Who's Stephen? Oh, <laughs> Steve, Steve and Miranda. Okay. Um, so they go on their dinner date mm-hmm. as friends, right? And then they go back to her apartment, which that that's the number one mistake. You don't go inside <laughs> when you go into someone's boudoir. <laughs> usually, there is supposed to be right. Isn't that what happens? Wait, what? Like, isn't there lovemaking that go, is supposed to take place? I mean, you go on a date with an ex. Yeah, that's like he should never have gone into her bedroom. Right. Like, well, maybe she the should never living room. Never let him into or even going back. It's like, isn't it like, good night, you know? Yeah. I feel like, and, and, and this might come down to what you're saying that you think Steve's a jerk. Like, he might have just been thinking, well, we're going to go get dinner and I'm going to go back to her place. And Well, I think that the whole, like, do friends kiss here? Yeah, that's creepy. It's like, I think it was supposed to be endearing. And I feel like when I watched it before, I was like, oh, that's sweet. But now, for some reason, when I watched it today, I was like, this is creepy. Yeah. It's a little, it's manipulative. Like, Yes. But I think that, I think that Miranda's Ice Queen exterior is a defense mechanism to a sensitivity. And as a guy sensing that, you would sense that. And then you'd kind of be like, hey, like, I see what's going on here. You want me right. to do this, but you don't want to admit that. So I'm going to do it like this. And it's weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was. It was a little weird. <laughs> um, but I do like the the shot of like them like kind of going at it. And then the very next shot. She's wearing like the T-shirt right. that she was supposed to be returning to him, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just it's like, okay, here we are now. Yes. What next? Now what? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're just friends that have sex. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, I don't. I don't care what anyone says. That does not work because no. that is pair bonding. I mean, when you keep sleeping with the same person, you are bonding on a pair level. Right. And uh, as we see, it drove both of them crazy over the course of the six seasons. Yes. Um, but that's kind of like how that storyline wraps up in this episode. Yeah. They're just. They're just, it's like a cliffhanger of what's going on with Steve and Miranda now. Yes. And then um, Samantha and Mr. Cocky 
Um, yes, a flesh of wall coming right. at her. Yes. <laughs> this is and this is why I, I, I a wall of flesh. A, What's a flesh of wall? A flesh of wall. <laughs> a wall of flesh. Well, uh, I, I, I mean, what, what was your take on it? Like, what was your take on you know the juxtaposition of the first scene where it's like game on, Samantha, and you know game on with Mister Conky, and then that first scene where she, he reveals he's like, listen, I got to tell you. <laughs> It's big. And she's like, she literally goes, ding, 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 jackpot. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was your take on that scene? Um, I thought it was cute. I mean, he's being, you know, he's Mr. Cocky, but he was being very vulnerable with her. Right. You know. Like, it was really cool. Like, I thought it was like, here's this guy who has a real world problem that people would not ever think of. <laughs> because every guy, if you were like, hey, would you have you know, an anteater for a member, they would be like, oh, yeah, that's great. That was, I would never wear pants. I mean, that's what I'd say. I wouldn't wear pants. I wear shorts everywhere. Is what I, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, it's a real-world problem of like, yeah, th- this hurts women. I need you to be ready for it. Yeah. And then her reaction is like, to me, like it's, 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 it's like you see Samantha as this human being. She's like, <gasps> like, even she's like, oh, my God, like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> right. And, like, this confident I am – because she's a dominatrix in bed, obviously. Yes. And that's one of the few times in the whole series where you see her really go to the submissive. Like, something has put her back on her heels. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so – but what I like is that they try it again. Yes. So, and she, what, takes two advanced yoga classes uh-huh. and then smokes some, the best Hawaiian gold yes. that she could find. I don't know what that is. Some kind of weed. Right. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I, which, which is, I think, a weird thing because this was in the 90s. Yes. So, I don't know. I was like, wow, they had names for weed back w- in the 90s. Well, they did. I, I thought it was cool that they were that that was a, you know, part of it was like, she's going to smoke up to kind of get more relaxed, yeah. you know, and she took yoga and then she's ready to go. She had her leg on, on his shoulder yeah. and this poor guy's like, finally, finally, somebody, <laughs> please, you know? But she, but now it's, it was like kind of her turn to be vulnerable too. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of physically as well, you yes, know, it's very. like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, and yeah, I kind of feel bad for them because like. I liked them together, mm-hmm. but it's, it's too big. Uh, he just, she, he's like, all right, are you ready? She's like, are you ready? I thought we were there. You know? <laughs> yeah, I felt, yeah, I felt, uh, I felt oh. bad. And then she says, can we just be friends? And he was like, and, and like, you could see this poor dude had, had like literally been in the same position. And I've talked to women and, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's great to try. It's great to try that. But then. <laughs> Eventually, you're like, ah, you know, eventually that that hurts over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's probably, that's probably really depressing for the guy. That's why I really liked it. It was like, it really, it was like, here's a guy who you think is the luckiest dude in the world. And he's probably one of the loneliest guys walking around Manhattan yeah. and like afraid to take his pants off. <laughs> I mean, the dude was afraid to take his pants off. He's like, are you ready for this? 
And he wasn't like, are you ready for this? He was like, are you ready for this? Yeah. You know, so I, 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 <laughs> as you could see, like I, I, for some reason, that little, that little, I guess that's, we call that the D, the D storyline. Yes. <laughs> the Samantha storyline. <laughs> that, that really stood out to me as being endearing and authentic. Yeah. And it's also funny because do you remember James? No, I don't. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because they kept bringing him up. So James was actually in like maybe the first episode of the season. I think he's in the last episode of the first season and then in the first episode of the second season. So James um, is a guy that Samantha dated for more than one episode. And they were boyfriend, girlfriend. But James had a really tiny penis. Oh, yeah. It was too, too small. Mm-hmm. Um. That's why uh, when Carrie and Samantha are talking, <laughs> Carrie's like, what are you, Goldie Cox? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so because so, I, I had heard that part of the storyline, but I didn't associate it with James because I, I didn't remember. Yeah, it really is interesting that they even brought James up. I mean, I get it, I guess, because I don't know. They're just bringing – I just don't know why because never, we never see James again. I think it's more like comedic, you know, yeah. comedic like – Samantha misses somebody. Yeah. Well, because or just a tinier penis. Maybe a tinier penis. <laughs> well, the thing is, guys with with small penises, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, the, the whole thing is like like they have to be great lovers, you know, or they become really good lovers because they're doing other things to compensate for what you know, like physical pleasure, you know, with a small penis. Right. So. The funny thing about that is, is it shows, again, it shows the vulnerability, Samantha's vulnerability, which isn't really shown off because she becomes this, you know, caricature of the cougar woman who I'm going to sleep around and I, I love sex so much. Uh, and, and I I like those moments. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. Yeah. And and there's a few throughout the season, Samantha, and and even more as we get um, obviously further on into the series, like when she gets cancer and we see a lot more vulnerability from her. Um, so Carrie, no, Big calls Carrie. Right. Again. Uh, she's screening as always. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why she picked up the phone because I would have just, let him finish and then just dun, 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 like he's <laughs> and then the credits roll of the of the episode. Yeah. I mean I just don't know why she picked up the phone because she really just should never talk to him again. Well <laughs> but she is she is looking for love though, right? Yeah, but she but she's letting him off the like he should feel like crap, right? Wait, why should he feel like crap? Well one, when he got back from Paris, he didn't call her. Okay. He ran into her at a party okay. with Natasha and, you know, invited her to lunch, got her drunk, told her that he's engaged. Uh-huh. And I don't know, like, she should be upset with him. Like, I don't know why he thinks that they can just be friends now. Well, that's what she was saying. Yeah, but he knows that she doesn't like. Oh, he me- knows. See, now, like- now, this is a, now this is turning into a battle of the sexes because he just wants, I mean, 
maybe he just wants her to be happy. And she's like, well, this is what I want. He's like, okay, this is what you want. Yeah, I'm getting, you know. But he wants it too. He says that. He says, I would love to be friends. He's like, I didn't think you would want to be friends. And he broke up with her. Yes. And, but isn't it like her just being upset? Like, isn't her ego bruised? Is, isn't it like an ego bruise for her that like he's getting married to a 25-year-old? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Poor, poor Bridget Monahan. But see, if I was her, though, I wouldn't – he wants to be friends with her. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction. I wouldn't let him off the hook. Okay. So quickly. Gotcha. But she does. She, you know, as soon as he's like, I didn't mean to hurt you, she's like, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, like, come on. Well, because I think she loves him. I think she genuinely loves him and, and – you know, a lot of times when we're with somebody and we think we got our things together and then they break up with us, we might not even understand. And maybe she still just doesn't understand. Well, no, I think that's that's what they get to at the end of this uh, at the end of this episode. She didn't understand why he would have broken up with her. And then now he's with somebody else, you know, and it, it, it's it's she's seeking answers about herself. And maybe that's why she's willing to put herself through uh, it. Maybe that's why she's willing to put up with what you what you consider to be Big's bad behavior. <laughs> um, yeah, so because she lets him off the hook and she kind of forgives him and is like, oh, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll all be great friends, like yeah. in the movies. Yeah. And so they send her an engagement. Which I thought that was weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Although maybe because... You might argue that maybe Natasha is the reason why that – maybe Natasha is doing all the invitations. She's like, you know what? This girl keeps calling up my man. I'm going to send her one of these. Oh, yeah. I would do something like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> so maybe Natasha sent it, you know, to send a message of, that's my man now. Totally. Um, but but then she shows up. Weird. She looked great. Yes. She looked great. Like, it was like a cream-colored – like Form silky, fitting, silky dress. Yeah, she looked smashingly great. And then with the wind, you know, right, billowing it in the air over and- on Central Park South, <laughs> Fifth <laughs> Avenue. You know, walking up to the plaza. Yes, and uh, though she was trying to play it cool, like she should have on the phone, but it came out weird to me. The whole "your girl is lovely" yeah, hubble. Weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Weird, so weird. Like, yeah, I, I've been in situations like that before where it's like, it's almost like I'm trying to say something to you. She's basically talking over his head. Right. You know, I'll be like, I'm talking over your head because I'm that much better than you, you know? And, and it is it is humanistic, you know, to try to be like, yeah, this thing that's important to me and you just don't get me and that's why we broke up. Right. I, I just didn't like it. No, it's weird. It's super weird. And I was, it was kind of disappointing to me because I would have liked the moment to have been more solid, like, you know, you know, have a great life. Well, ending season two on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess so. it's like, it's like, that is a cliffhanger. She says something that's because you don't say something like that to somebody you don't like you're indifferent to, or you, you love and like, you know what? It's in the past. Because if it's in the past and you're like, you know what, it's behind and it's all water under the bridge and I love you and we've moved on, you know? Right. And that's not what it was at all. No. It was a, you just don't understand me because I'm the special one. (laughs) 
And then she walks off and uh, well, before, well, okay, well, we can go ahead and say it. So then she sees this horse. Yes. I believe that horse <laughs> is Charlie Brown. But What's Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown is a, is a, a horse that pulls people around. Oh. Yeah. I mean the, the, the rider called him Charlie Brown when I, when I went on a handsome cab ride. But I believe that. I know that horse. I, oh, wow. I think, I think I do. I could be wrong. Maybe there's a lot of white, <laughs> you know, what's it called when they're all speckled up like that? It's, it, there's a certain. Taddy. Taddy. Taddy horse. <laughs> now, there's a certain like terminology for a horse like that. But I know nothing about horses. Well, they are like gigantic cats. Are they? They are very, they're, t- they're temperamental. They're like a mix between a cat and a dog. I'll say this. Cause like once you get in with a horse, they're very, they can be very friendly. But if you're not in with a horse, they like sense everything you're doing and they're like, I don't like you. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but the, yes, the horse was trying to be tamed, harnessed. Yeah, bridled. Yes. And they wouldn't, uh, and it wouldn't. And she's like, I just, I guess I'm. Untamable. I'm just like this horse. <laughs> Which is kind of messed up. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. I wonder if the writers are like mad at, you know, mad at Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, we're going to, you know, we're going to basically make fun of you with this. I know. I Yeah, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I liked it. The breeze was like blowing her hair, you know, like. Oh, it was definitely a amazing outshot for season two. Yeah. You know, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, we have to talk about, just real quick, the um, when they're talking about, when they're all four at the bar mm-hmm. drinking Cosmos and they sing Memories. I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, I didn't know that about the movie. I mean, I just know the song. I know there was a movie, but... I didn't know what it was about, and I, I literally found myself looking up on IMDb the way we were. I'm like, i got to see this movie. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it either. Well, it's 1973. It's kind of before – it's before my time, so it's definitely before your time. Yeah, but I, I mean I've seen other older movies. Yeah, but how many rom-coms, you know, last? Like, I mean, how many rom-coms have you seen from the 60s? Obviously, there's Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, uh, Funny – Girl. Funny girl. And that's Barbara Streisand. That's kind of timeless. So is this. Yeah. So there's only so many though. Like if you think about it, like how many rom-coms have I seen? Because there's an affair to remember, remember, but I've never seen that. I only know it from. I don't think that's a a rom-com. Well, yeah, it's like a. I think it's more sad. Sad, yeah. She's like in a wheelchair (laughs) or something like that. Yeah. I think I have seen that movie actually. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because I was at one point I was going um, the a- AFI's list of movies. Oh, that's... from a hundred all the way up to one. Okay, but I made it to like somewhere in the fifties. Yeah, well, still <laughs> a lot of movies to see. Yeah, so I and the, some of those are super old. Yeah, there was one that was like nineteen. I think the oldest one's like nineteen twelve or nineteen sixteen or something. Okay, no, 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 that can't be right. Nineteen twenties. 20s. When did the it's picture, a silent movie? Yeah, when did the picture shows go talking? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a, a silent. Film? It was a silent film. Um, but it was, was actually, it Joan of Arc? No. Okay. It was really good though. I, I was because every time you get to a movie that's like super old on that list, you're kind of like, ugh, I gotta I brace know. myself. Yeah, this might be three hours of. Oh no. Yeah, but I was actually really surprised at how much I liked it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but. 
they were cute singing the song. And Samantha was just kind of like looking around. Well, that was hilarious. That she's, she's like, it's a chick flick. I don't watch those. Yeah. You know? uh, which, which was kind of like, because everyone, when you're telling a story, everyone wants each person to stay in their lane. So it's funny how Samantha got pulled out of her lane and then that was the little the little button up to put her back there and then she was like I miss James. Yeah. Yeah. I miss James. Hey everyone, there's more Cosmos on the way, but first a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we talked about the whole episode. Yeah, we went through it. Well, let's get into some segments. Cool. First segment up. Good big, bad big. Good big, bad big. So what do you think? Was he a good big or a bad big in this episode? In this episode, I think he was a bad big. Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to be a good big. Yes. And... He was also put in a difficult position and good big probably would have been like knowing that he was engaged would probably be like, hey, it's great to hear from you. You know, I got to check my schedule. We should do lunch. Let me let me see uh, like two weeks from now, right? You know? Yes. And had he, had he said that, she would have been like, he's being nice, but he doesn't want to see me. And... I should just take the hint. Right. But he wanted his cake and to eat it too. Well, he is big. Yes. <laughs> but no, he, he. I think he was a bad big. Okay. All right. Next, let's choose our hottie of the week. Hottie of the week. Okay. So our hotties are, we have Steve. Okay. We have Big. Okay. We have Mr. Cocky. Okay. Is that it? Oh, so we're hotties of the week is limited to the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman of the show. Okay. Yes. I would say, and I think this is obvious. I think Mr. <laughs> Cocky is 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 the hottie of the week. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a nice guy. Nice. He was self-deprecating. Yeah. He had, he had shoulders for days. <laughs> <laughs> Looked very strong. Very strong and, and like cut. Like that guy obviously watches his diet. Like he knows what he's eating. Yeah. I mean, I hope they did remain friends. Like it'd be nice to have seen him again. Right? Like, you know? he, like he finally found and he's like dating the stereotypical kind of girl you'd think would be the girl who could handle that. Yeah. Like a biker chick. <laughs> he's a hardcore biker chick. Yeah. Are, are there many of those in New York? I guess so. Uh, maybe in New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah, maybe New Jersey. He's in the wrong state. Yeah. All right. So our hottie of the week is Mr. Cocky. I wish we could have found out his name at least. Mr. Cocky. What do you think it was? What do you think his name? <laughs> oh, it could be a Brad. Ooh, I could see that. But he had the New York Italian thing going on. Mm. Like he seemed like he could have been like a Brooklyn guy. Could have been Vinny. Joey. Joey. Could have been Joey. <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Vinny. I, I like that. I think. What are some more? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, 
Next, let's talk about some crimes of fashion. Who wore what, why? Who wore what, why? So what fashion caught your eye? What fashion caught my eye? Now, this this is limited to the women? No, this can be anything. Okay. What caught my eye was the... Uh, what was was Steve's shirtless walking down the street? Yes, you know, I guess I guess because maybe that appeals to my look. Uh, I dress like a child, a, a sporty look. Yes, yeah, sporty look. He's he Steve's a big kid, and it comes through in what he wears. Um, I think I mentioned for me to mention Carrie's cream colored silky dress and the mm-hmm. way it hugged her body. <laughs> Uh, and that pink dress too. Well, the pink dress didn't stand out as much to me as the as the silky cream colored dress. Mm. Um, I did like the. It's funny that we talked about the golden spikes that she, that Carrie wore to the stall, stall. But didn't she wear like jeans and like a tie off? Yeah. So she was dressed like Daisy Dukes in a, in full on jeans. Right. That was that was cool. The cowgirl look. I I dug that. Yeah, she does like to, wherever she's going, she kind of likes to dress the part. Um, <laughs> like, she wears some really interesting things when she goes to Aiden's cabin in the woods. Okay. Like, she's still dressing, like, fashion forward for just, no one's going to see her. But she's like, I'm a, I'm in a cabin in the woods. Yes. Was she, was she wearing like, rubber gloves? Um, no. <laughs> um... Let's see. What else? Um, oh, yeah. She also wore, Carrie wore, like, this, like, white tank top thing and, like, this pink skirt that was, like, all glitter, glittery um, at some point when she was on the phone with Big. Oh, yeah, when she was, uh, is that, that's the first one. Yes. The first phone call. That was very late 90s. Late 90s. I mean, I'm always down with the with the skirts. Yeah. Uh, seems to be... Her hanging around in the summer kind of gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it didn't stand out that much. I just like all the pink clothing. Well. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Next up, let's discuss some wordplay with pun of the week. Okay. Pun of the week. Any puns tickle your fancy? Uh, I mean... The Mr. Cocky was funny, right? Mr. Cocky, yep. And I mean, I don't know. It, it, the whole uh, – I'm, I'm not good with puns. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Mr. Cocky is obvi- the obvious one. Well, I'm, the one I caught was Goldie Cox. Goldie Cox. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, was there some sort of pun in the horse – Situation. I mean, with Charlotte. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess they didn't really. Taddy is Taddy a pun? Taddy. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, pun of the week. Sometimes a hit. Sometimes a miss. Well, there was multiple puns in this, so they, I guess you, you could say that it is a hit technically. And I got Mister Cocky. I just felt like that was the obvious one. Yeah. Goldie Cox is good. Yeah. Anything with Cox. <laughs> well, for Sex in the City, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. And finally, we've arrived. You're such a... 
You're such a... So which of the main four characters did you most identify with in this episode? Wow, this is a good one. I identified with Steve. Oh. Oh, well, no, you have to pick one of the... Oh, the girls? The girls. Well, I identify with Miranda. <laughs> okay. I, 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 that whole... Uh, there was a... I, I really identified with that... I more identified with that relationship. Mm-hmm. And what it was going through in this in this uh, in this episode, so Miranda's basically crying to Steve when he shows up randomly at her place, which he was obviously right to do, right. And she's like, "I miss you." And it's like she shouldn't miss him. Mm-hmm. He is not – I mean, she should be dating – like, why isn't she dating some guy who works as many hours as she does and they could call it, oh, what's your caseload like? Oh, my caseload is this. And then they go on expensive vacations together, you know, once That's a year. That's too simple. <laughs> that is too simple. <laughs> he's the local – he's the local, you know, drink jockey at the watering hole. Yeah. But and, he's fun. Yeah, he's fun. And he, he – he is engaging and and he is it seems like he's sensitive to her like they have a great connection and i think that's not a connection that she's ever really had it doesn't seem like so she's her defenses are being broken down and she's like almost like having a an anxiety attack about it yeah my question is like what if they hadn't have run into each other on the street though <laughs> i mean like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was the catalyst, but like, what if that hadn't have happened? If that hadn't have happened, I would think that eventually Steve would have called her up and be like, "Hey, how's everything going? Mm. How you been? It's been a long time." I think so too. Because you know, when, as a guy, when you break up with a girl for a reason of like she makes more money than me, <laughs> when you sit down and think about it. And not to think about it like, well, she makes more money than me. Why am I complaining? Because there's a whole worry about, see, with money comes power. And like when you, when you rely on someone for money, you wind up relinquishing power. Or you can relinquish power. Right. And, you know, maybe he would have thought about it eventually of being like, why? Well, I don't have to relinquish power. Because she's a powerful woman. I mean, I think she's, in my opinion, although... She does have a lot of human uh, plot points in her character arc throughout the six seasons, but she's the most powerful woman there. And I think maybe he realized that he doesn't have to relinquish that power, and that's why he chose to go to her bedroom and do the weird, creepy, do friends kiss here. Because, like, he knew Mm -hmm. what she wanted, and I think he knew he had the power to make something happen that night. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, he'd probably, I feel like, again, if you were being led into the bedroom of your friend who you used to date, who you had good chemistry with, and when you think about why you broke up, you're like, well, why did we break up? Yeah. Because of that? Because a lot of times the reasons we break up are stupid. It's in our inability to process ourselves in situations as compared to the other person, per se. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're such a Miranda. Yeah. Yes, I am. I, she was always uh she was always my favorite character. I really I really liked her character and eventually in having, you know, crushes on 
the the women of Sex and the City, not crushes, but like an affinity towards a character arc. I really liked her character arc, um, and I, and I was of of I was most invested in her and Steve eventually getting back together. Yeah, that was that was the character arc I was most most invested in throughout the series. So yeah, cool. I think I'm such a carry. I could see that. <laughs> I, I could definitely see that. Well, just like in this episode, I just, you know, I've just been there so many times. Like, why why not me? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Aren't I great? What did I what did I not do? You know? It's I always just felt like what did I not do? You know? Um, but what do they do that's so different? You know, but it's just, it's just not meant to be with those people. And that's fine. Well, I mean, doesn't, doesn't eventually Carrie and Big wind up together and get married? That's true. You know, <laughs> which shows the kind of growth that Big would have. Cause I think, listen, Big is a, a dude who's in the, in it, you know, in the professional world, just like Carrie is, you know, th- there are a lot of parallels to their, their characters. Uh, professionally and their outside their outside pers- personas, but their inside personas are both lost and confused. And, you know, a guy who's making good money winds up meeting a simple, tall, beautiful, straight-haired woman. <laughs> right. Right? And he's <laughs> like, you know what? I could deal with this. This I could deal with. And do you have the same sort of satisfaction in the relationship? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I also think they were only able to actually get married eventually because they they just kind of kept being in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Like they just, but I feel like that doesn't happen for the most part in, in real, real life. life. No, it turns into restraining orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into, you need to stop calling me. You need to lose my number. Do I have to change my number big? Yeah. Do I have to change my number, Carrie? I'm married now. I have two kids. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens. Right. Like, um, I mean, I've never done that um, or had a restraining order against <laughs> me. Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you'd know. You'd know if you did. Um, you know, it's funny that you identify with Carrie um, because there's a lot of pink in the room. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, this is the the podcast, okay. Cosmos in the City. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but, you know, and then also my Keanu Reeves posters. I, I dig it. I've seen, I find all of those movies to be great, except Walk in the Clouds. I, I know. know if, I don't know if I'm too keen on that. I don't, no, I, I don't even know that it existed. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie um, that not a lot of people know about. Um, it's a good one, though. Yeah? Uh, Deborah Messing's also in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is that his love interest that he's holding in the poster or is it? Yes. Okay. Is this, did this come out like at the same time as like that Brad Pitt movie with uh, Aiden Quinn and, you know, oh, what was that movie called? I don't remember. Is this, is this like the Keanu Reeves version of that movie? I don't remember what that movie was about. It was, they were living in like early 20th century on a ranch. Anthony Hopkins was the patriarch and. Aiden Quinn uh, was the buttoned up, I'm the right guy. <laughs> no, no, no. This is more like this woman in the photo gets pregnant. She has to go back to her like Italian family. Hey. Um, 
in in Italy on a vineyard. Okay. Okay. She meets Keanu on a train, convinces him to pretend he's her husband. Oh, I see what this is. Yes. And so, because he's actually married back in the States to Deborah Messing. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, but they end up falling in love, so their fake marriage turns Turns into a real marriage. And he winds up being the father to a kid that isn't his. Yes. That's a manipulative woman. (laughs) She had a plan. Also... He didn't cheat um, on his wife. Went they didn't like they didn't know. consummate anything. No, they didn't consummate anything. He went back to the states. Deborah Messing was cheating on him. Oh, it makes it easy. How come Deborah Messing's always the girl who's cheating on you? Did you ever see Along Come Along Came Polly? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I love that movie. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm such a Carrie. <laughs> yes, I I I see that. All right. Well, that's it. Okay. Thanks cool. so much, Jack, for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. I I had so much fun geeking out about <laughs> Sex in the City with yeah. you. Well, thanks so much. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Well, that's the episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And I want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Jack Zulo, our guest, Terrence Deutsch, producer, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos in the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow and blossom. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. All right, well, thanks so much, and we'll catch you next week for the Season 2 Recap episode. All right, cheers, guys. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.